to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you are a highly sensitive person, which about 30% of people are, then I'd love to gift you my Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide. You can get that at SensitiveSoulGuide.com. It talks about the three ways you can navigate your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power so you can have the life that you really love to have and help shine your light for the rest of the world, which we continue to, uh, you know, need. Right now. Um, all right. So today I have with me on the first Monday of the month my esteemed and awesome guest and friend, Dr. Dennis Lobstein, and he's been with me for many, many years now. We love discussing uh, Chinese medicine, Asian medicine, and uh, phototherapy products like the LifeWay Phototherapy Patches. We absolutely love this product. It's some of our top you know, tools that we use to help people feel better, look better, and even age reverse, which is very exciting. And today's show with Dr. Dennis, we are going over, for the first part of the show, we're going over the five elements detoxification protocol or the five elements protocol, which is commonly known. And um, we did this show a while back. And what I realized is that on my blog, patchtrainingteam.com, I actually did not write notes for that or I can't find them. So <laughs> this will give me plenty of opportunity to, uh, now that we have uh, newer patches since that show many, many years ago, um, we'll also give kind of like the basic and then a little bit more advanced relating to polarities of the different kinds of patches and being able to use the five elements um, uh, protocol uh, to help people with a little bit different uh, problems as well. So we'll kind of go through the basic uh, with, with the patches and then some other patches that you can use to um, um, trade it up in case you have some other issues. So I know Dr. Dennis has some uh, really cool information for us. And then afterwards, we're going to go to Q&A. And so we do have a link in, uh, I'll put that in the chat. Um, it is our event page on Facebook. And uh, if you are there, I'll put it in the chat right now if you're with us live. This is a great place to put in your questions. We will do those questions first. And then we'll go ahead and do the people with their hands up in order of, you know, when they came in, as well as people in the chat. Um, and Dr. Dennis, we have uh, on our blog, patchtrainingteam.com, if you look at the, is an area where you can uh, connect with Dr. Dennis and uh, go to his um, uh, monthly webinars, Zoom webinars, uh, and also even uh, connect with him for one-on-one -on -one patching help and, and other types of help as well. Um, I don't do that anymore, so uh, please don't contact me to try to get patching help unless you're, you know, on my team and, and we have Q&As every week, uh, but but if you want something very customized to you, um, I highly recommend that you get some sessions with Dr. Dennis uh, to help you. Uh, so without further ado, hi, Dr. Dennis. Happy April. Well, hey, Doc. Well, yeah, we just missed April 1st by a few days, huh? Phew. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I'm so glad April 1st is not the day, because <laughs> I know you'll have some right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, before I forget, i got to give a little correction about the information. I'll give you an update on the, the flyer for our HealthWise clinic, because um, my sister Heidi, who's a nurse for the clinic, is starting to work at the VA again um, as a psych nurse. She's been a psych nurse for 30 years, and uh, 
we had to move the time from three in the afternoon, Arizona time to 7 p.m. in the evening on the third ah. Monday. So okay. I'll send you an updated flyer for that. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, that's well, sure. Fantastic. Thank you for posting it. And yeah. that, that's like a, that, that's uh, what we do for free is our, our Zoom online clinic. And then if anyone wants a private session with me, I'm very selective about who my Right. Will allow it to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think we do need to be selective these days. It has to be the right energy, and we want the best outcome, right? So if people aren't willing to, you know, energetically balance that, then then it may not be the right fit. So that's why we do a little yeah. interview um, <laughs> to make sure it's the yeah, right fit. Not, yeah, not for everybody. Enough. And by the way, if you are calling in live, you can actually uh, raise your hand and uh, get in the queue to ask Dr. Dennis a question later in the show. The number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190 and hit one. And then I have opened up the chat. Uh, it is working today. Woohoo! Uh, uh, if you're live with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can post your question in there as well. And then I'll look at the when it's time to the Facebook uh, discussion to see if uh, in the events whether anyone has posted a question there already. So yeah, Dr. Dennis, take it away. All right. Well, Dr. Karen asked me to start from scratch to explain the five element rotation, and I thought uh, I'd start just a step before scratch. So we'll start at itch. <laughs> and I've, I've already started at itch because. Um, I live up in the forest in Arizona, and uh, the juniper are having sex and driving me nuts. So I'm already at itch, so let's go to scratch. All right, all right, yes. <laughs> uh, and I'll give you, I'll give you our, our team's special protocol for that, Dr. Dennis. You can try it out and give us some feedback on whether that helped or not. <laughs> yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to try that. Okay, cool. Um, Very cool. I'm already using a bunch of nutraceuticals and patch rotations and all kinds of stuff that I know, and it works pretty well, but it's not 100%. Right. Especially when, when I go hiking in the middle of a juniper forest, and I get so pissed off at him, I whack him with my hiking stick, and it creates a big cloud of pollen, and that was a mistake. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> All right. Okay, so... Uh, If you all want to follow us on the five-element rotation, I suggest you take out a blank piece of paper so you can write down uh, a little illustration of the turtle. So we live on Turtle Island, according to Native Americans. That's that's North America. And um, this five-element rotation starts with a turtle. So if you got a, a piece of paper out there, go ahead and draw a turtle. And that means at the top of the paper or somewhere near the top, you draw a big circle for the head. Okay? And then, of course, the turtle has four legs. So then you go down to your right and you draw in another leg. So the, the head is fire, and you can label it F-I-R-E, fire. And then... Go down to your right and draw another leg in there. That's your second leg, and and that's earth. So you can write in earth. 
and then go further down going clockwise and you'll have the uh, second leg on your right draw a big circle for that and that is um, metal and some systems call metal air so air is the same thing as metal oh is it really Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I thought earth and metal were smeshed into one in other systems because it made more sense that metal and earth were more similar than air. And uh, but I didn't know that, so that's oh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, it depends on what system you're using. Mm. And actually, in the five element system of uh, Chinese medicine or traditional Chinese medicine, or these days I say pre-communist Chinese medicine. That's a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time ago, way before yeah, the communists. Right, right. And, and the, actually, the, the Qigong master that I studied with fled the communists during Mao's era mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, wasn't allowed to practice his spirituality on the mainland there, so he came to the United States. So um, keep going clockwise, and then... You can draw in another circle on your bottom left, and that one is water. And then keep going up. And the fourth leg, draw another circle there, which will be between water and fire, and that one is wood. So you can label that wood. And so starting at the head or the top, you've got fire, and going around clockwise, you can draw an arrow between fire and earth, fire and then earth, and then metal, and then water, and then wood, and then fire again. So you can draw an arrow between each of the elements, or actually they were called phases. The, the proper mm. name for the five element is Wu Jing. X U X I. I'm sorry. W U W W U Wu Xing W U X I N G. That means five Wu Xing phases. So ah. each one of each one of the elements is a phase, and that that means an energetic phase, like a um, a, a frequency a set of frequencies is a phase. Yeah. Okay, so we have the frequency of fire, the frequency of earth, the frequency of metal, and then we keep going around the circle, and then we have water, and then another arrow between water and wood, and another arrow between wood and fire. So you you could sketch a background circle connecting all the arrows with a solid circle going through all the phases or all the elements. So you have a the uh, turtle that has the circle going through all of the phases. And the reason we do that is we're showing the separation between yin and yang. So in the inside of that circle, we have yin, and on the outside of that circle, we have yang. So those will be our, our points, our, 
Our yin points will be inside the circle and our yang points will be outside. So in, in um, traditional Chinese medicine and five element medicine, we have um, energy or chi divided into two phases, the yin phase and the yang phase. The yin is more solid or tangible, like substance, and the yang is more energetic or etheric. Although the um, Yellow Emperor's classic of internal medicine, the uh, Wang Di Nei Jing, says that the qi is actually a material substance. So even the yang, according to that ancient text, is a material substance. And it's the shen that's more spiritual and ethereal, not the qi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all relative, isn't it? Yes. And we're actually talking about three different phases. And I mentioned this before in our discussions. We have, if, if you want to draw off to the side or right to the side, jing, J-I-N-G. And then above that, write qi, Q-I. And above that, right, Shen. So when we're talking about something like um, we're, we're rebalancing energy in the phase or with acupuncture points or with patches on acupuncture points, we're not just talking about one of these levels. We're talking about all three at the same time. So Jing is a physical Qi is the energetic, and Shen is a spiritual level. So when we play with these, we're playing with physical, energetic, and spiritual all at the same time, and they interact. Jing can break down into Qi. Qi can break down into Shen. Shen can precipitate into Qi, and Qi can precipitate into Jing. So uh, why is that useful to know? Well, let's say you've got, you're a Western doctor and you're trying to get rid of cancer and you cut it out. And you think you got rid of the cancer because you cut out the physical jing manifestation of the cancer. But what really caused the cancer started on a spiritual level in the level of Shen and how the Shen interacts with morphic fields and frequency fields outside the body through our intention and consciousness. And then the Shen precipitated into Qi and the Qi precipitated into the Jing. So just because you cut out the Jing and you ignore the Qi and the Shen, whatever you cut out is going to be replaced or come back because the Qi and the Shen the patterns and the energy of the spirit that caused the cancer are still there. Right. So you can't right. Just I love treat, that. Yeah. You can't just treat it by cutting it out. That doesn't do the whole job. And that, that applies to radiation and chemotherapy as well. You have to deal with what caused this imbalance of energy and spirit and manifested physically on all three levels. So if you don't do all three levels, you're not, you're not 
helping to rebalance the person completely. Yeah, I love it. I, and I love talking about this a lot. And the way you've just outlined it from Asian medicine is, is, is perfect. Um, because, you know, this is very old, right? Asian medicine's really, really old. And now we're yeah. understanding more with metaphysics and, you know, some of the contemporaries like Bert Sheldrake and things like that, kind of like the science background of it to basically validate what thousands of thousands of years of Chinese medicine have, have said. And, you know, and, and other ancient traditions, not just Chinese medicine. So it's very eloquently, you know, summarized in what you just said. So thank you. I love that. Oh, sure. You're welcome. And I'm glad you brought up Rupert Sheldrake because uh, he introduced the notion of morphic fields and consolidated that that philosophy or that idea. And uh, it's since been tested scientifically. And, and we know that we're interacting with a lot of energetic fields in, in, in Western physics. We call them frequency clouds. And if they're disharmonious frequencies with the body in Chinese medicine would call those frequencies evil chi and that evil chi would um, then penetrate our protective chi, our wei chi fields and enter the body and cause disharmony because the frequencies that are introduced are disharmonious and not congruent with frequencies for health. Mm-hmm. So the idea- well, and that, that's, a, yeah. that's a, yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because you know, uh, I know this is a little bit of an aside, but um, you know, people are concerned about the quality of their immune systems in the last two years, right? I mean, it's brought it up to the forefront, uh, although some oh, yeah. some authorities actually make it sound like there is no such thing as natural immunity. But we're not going to go there. So, <laughs> um, so assuming that someone says, "Oh, wow, I have an immune system, and how do I support it?" and they may be supporting it through like nutraceuticals, like vitamins and things like that, and very good. Um, yeah. What you're saying as well is that, hey, there's something beyond the biological part. I mean, you can support the immune system biologically, but you can support it energetically as well. And that Wei Qi field is part, a very important part of your immune system. And almost nobody talks about it in Western medicine because they don't know it exists. Right. And it's always interfered with, with our modern technology, like Mm. the um, electromagnetic fields of your cell phone when you hold it near your head are interfering with and penetrating the protective chi field of your body, or they're, in other words, they're breaking down your Wei Chi field. And that, that creates holes in your Wei Chi field and allows uh, disharmonious frequencies to get into your body. And that makes you sick or imbalances your chi. Of course, like you say, they don't talk about that. Well, yeah, it's it's not uh, well understood or, or um, well, let's just say, you know, biological conventional medicine is usually 30 to 40 years behind the data, right? So we're going to have to wait a while, uh, I think. Uh, although many, many more doctors and naturopaths and functional medicine people are appreciating, you know, because of the 5G and the pushback and things like that, they're appreciating that, wow, energy can do some damage. How does that work, right? So at least it's in their awareness now that it's there. Of course, they don't have the necessarily the awareness of the other parts, like the other uh, blueprints that you talked about. Like if you have a negative blueprint in your body, I call them blueprints, uh, you know, for tumor or something like that, and that's at the energetic level of the chi or the shen, then uh, that part is not 
you know, commonly talked about, but at least they're aware of electromagnetic radiation being disharmonious to the body. A lot of data on that. So at least we're getting there. So that's, that's a good, that's a good sign. Yeah. And um, that lack of awareness is actually intentional because of the curriculum design in allopathic medical schools. So except for a few, and, and, and this is becoming less frequent, except for a few um, allopathic MDs like yourself, like Dr. Haltywanger, who studied um, energy medicine on your own outside of medical school or afterwards, um, most um, allopathic MDs are not aware of this stuff. And they've got their hands full with drugs and surgery, and, and um, they don't view it as a valid consideration because it's not in their training. And neither is nutrition for that matter. Right, but yeah. yeah. The average medical school has like two hours of nutrition training in all their four years. Um, I think I fell asleep in my class, honestly, because I didn't like the professor <laughs> very much. And I was like, yeah, 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 eat well. Yeah, fine. End of day. Okay, bye. You know, like I just, I mean, I still got eight in the class, but I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't remember much of it. And I, I don't know if you knew this, Dr. Dennis, is that um, when I was doing my board certification, uh, the last time I took the board certified exams, I was very uh, – uh, upset that um, in the exam part, it, a lot of questions were about the newest drugs. And here's the thing, I was not prescribing the newest drugs uh, because I turned holistic, right? So I always kind of wait. Like, if there's a new kid on the block, I mean, unless there are absolutely no options, you know, I want to wait to see what happens five, ten years down the line because we, we've seen in the past that, you know, people die and blah, 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 and they take it off the market, right? So so I, I didn't yeah. score very well on those, I'm pretty sure. And the other thing I noticed was that um, the questions about vitamins and minerals and things like that were all about how people overuse them and got sick. So it's like, you know, what what syndrome occurs when the you know 56 year old woman overtakes such and such a vitamin? Which vitamin did she over? take right and I'm like uh I never see that like that is so rare like why are you asking this on my board exam like why aren't you asking <laughs> about like you know what kind of deficiency causes numbness in the toes or something more yeah. relevant you know what I mean like you know or what you know like what what for vegans you know what what's the what's the vitamin that they are low on or you know something more relevant like why are you asking me about this rare case of somebody overdoing you know vitamin B5 or something or whatever it was. I can't remember what it was. And I was just like sitting there at, in front of this computer for three hours and I'm just shaking my head going, oh my God. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I decided to, to just not do it anymore. I just, I wasn't practicing, right? I wasn't practicing regular medicine. It was all puncture and I wasn't prescribing a lot of medications. And I thought, well, this is, you know, why, why am I spending thousands of dollars every 10 years doing this exam that really is trying to encourage me and push me into drugs and, and whereas I'm making people better, a lot better than what I used to as a allopathic medical doctor. So, yeah. So right. I can't say I'm board certified anymore and don't really care to say that I am. I was. Awesome. Well, bless you for following your heart. Thanks. Thanks. So we should get back to our topic here so people can ask their questions. So we get into okay. these little tangents. Sorry, guys. But I think it was important to, for you guys to understand that philosophy that Dr. Dennis talked about is the, the Jing, the Qi, and the Shen. There's three levels of, of healing and wellness and understanding that you can't just work on the biological level. And because I call myself a metaphysician of Asian medicine, I usually work on the spiritual level, and that's where – it's easier to change things um, 
rather than going to the physical and the chi. And I agree. Um, in traditional Chinese medicine, the um, the viewpoint is to balance at the chi level. You want to balance yin and yang together, and that's what we're looking at with um, these five element yin yang pairs: is balancing at the level of the chi. Aha, got it. Okay, so um, actually, the five element turtle chart that we're looking at that you drew on your paper used to be what or was derived from the ancient Yellow River map. Now, the Yellow River map had Earth in the center, so it just had four phases around the earth and all the other energy had to pass through the earth first before it got to another element and the earth is the mother Gaia the the um, the mother phase and the mother element and the nurturing element and so that made sense for everything to have to pass through earth first before going to another phase but then in more modern times and in, in the Worsley five element system, the earth was moved out of the center and into the circle to, to complete the turtle as we drew it and um, then became the mother of metal. So as you look at the elements, like the, one, the example that I gave of earth, if you look at the relationship between earth and metal, earth channels its energy into metal in the creative cycle. And so that makes earth the, the mother of metal. And that makes metal the child of earth. So the child gets its energy from the mother. <clears throat> and metal is the mother for water. Water is the mother for wood. Wood's the mother for fire. And that probably makes the most sense. You know, if you have a fire, you can fuel it with wood. So the energy for the fire comes from the wood. Okay, and then if you want to make it a little more complicated, you could look at the um, the control cycle, too. And if we drew an arrow from wood to earth, that would represent part of the control a regulatory cycle and you can draw another arrow from earth to water and from water to fire and from fire to metal and from metal over to wood now notice in that that last example for example if we started at metal, we skipped water, we're skipping the child, we go right to the grandchild, which is wood. So wood is a grandchild for metal, or metal is the, the grandparent or the grandmother for wood. And what the grandmother or the grandparent does is regulate or control. For example, if you look at the relationship between earth and water, Earth is the grandparent for water. Well, what happens to water on the earth? The earth holds the water. If you look at the relationship between the wood and the earth, that's part of the control cycle. 
from wood controlling earth. What does wood do to earth? It holds it in place with its roots, like a tree holding the earth, preventing um, mudslide, for example. And so on. So uh, you can see how fire regulates metal, because when metal gets real hot, it'll melt, regulated by fire. And, and metal is the grandmother for wood, so it will be able to cut the wood or regulate the wood, just like the Tin Man on The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Good sense. example of metal, chopping the wood. And, of course, the obvious one is the uh, grandmother of water to fire because the water puts the fire. Yep. And fire and water are in dynamic harmony. In traditional Chinese medicine, you have water-fire harmony creating balance. And when when fire and water are imbalanced, you have a, a... an emotional or a mental disorder. And that's called a Shen disturbance because the energy of fire, the spirit of fire is Shen. And you can see that in people's eyes. When they're real healthy, they have sparkly Shen in their eyes. Good Mm -hmm. Shen. And um, the Shen gets displaced. A good example of that is in modern times when people have been injected with a bioweapon it actually creates um, synthetic DNA and the soul doesn't recognize the natural body's DNA anymore and it gets displaced. And so if you look into people's eyes that have been injected, uh, there's a lack of Shen there and they're often called zombies. No wonder those uh, movies, huh? It's like yeah. uh, we were being told, warned, whatever. I'm not, you know, right now I'm not a big fan of zombie movies, but I used to be really into uh, those kinds of weird things and uh, extraterrestrial movies, superhero movies. I still love those. Um, yeah, so that's really interesting. Some, some definitely some uh, healers have, have, various different healers have confirmed some of that. And here's the really cool thing, guys, is because uh, I work, and, and Dr. Dennis as well, on the Shen level and deeper levels, on the metaphysical yeah. level, that um, right. those these things are reversible. Here's the thing is that if people don't know that, then, you know, I'm not going to force it down somebody's throat. But if somebody does know or at least acknowledges, hey, is there a possibility things can be reversible? I, I you know, yeah. change my mind. I don't want to do this anymore. The answer is yes. Yes. But you do need to have the information. And, and I love teaching people how to do that for themselves. So, yeah. So look us up. If that, <laughs> that yeah, is something you want to learn. If you can create something, you can discreate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that quantum zero point level, hey, you know what? We have amazing power within us, and we can definitely do that. It, it does take some knowledge and some practice, but uh, it absolutely is. So don't feel like horrible, bad, like, oh, it's, something's irreversible, and yada, yada. No, it's actually not. So, Right. Especially if we recognize that um, on a, a natural energetic level, we're our frequencies of our bodies are continuous with the the light frequencies Mm -hmm. of the universe and we interact. 
Yeah. Even down to the, the level of our DNA, we're always emitting light and receiving yeah. light information from the universe and vice versa. Yes, exactly. And, you know, some of the interesting studies on, um, you know, where they took uh, the, the DNA for the eyes. I know this sounds really mean, guys, but I didn't do the study um, from the Drosophila or the fruit fly and found that, you know, the children did not have eyes. They were blind. However, um, after breeding these fruit flies for a number of generations, the children suddenly grew eyes again. But yet there was no DNA coding for the eyes. So that's just another piece of proof for those morphogenetic or morphic fields that Dr. Rupert Sheldrake talks about. Is that right. even if you have da- so-called damage or missing DNA, that uh, guess what? There is a memory of the appropriate one. And so it really is about connecting us to that level. Now, Drosophila, they have not that many genes, and that's why they do a lot of experiments with them, and it took them a number of generations, right? But I think that that's something that we can hang our hats on and go, oh, it's possible. So I tell you guys this just so you can think, oh, my gosh that's possible in our reality that that can happen. So it's very, it's uh, inspiring really. Well, that, that uh, triggered a memory when I was in grad school, one of my genetics professors was experimenting with Drosophila, the uh, fruit flies you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And he had the hordes of the Drosophila flying around in this uh, chamber so he could experiment on them and uh, had a number of them laid out on slides and, all over the place, and I'm wondering, what the heck is this guy doing with all these Drosophila flying around and and on the slides? So that intrigued me to find out what you just described. And I had another professor, too, and this was like in the 70s, and he was experimenting with salamanders and looking at electromagnetic fields of salamanders and, and creating the fields around the salamander's legs and specific kinds of electromagnetic fields would stimulate the salamander's leg to regenerate and grow back without any other influence, no chemicals. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing what's possible. And for those of you that are, you know, sensitive souls that are having a tear right now because of experimentation on animals, um, I totally get it. (laughs) And I actually did a healing on the entire genus of Drosophila at one point because of all the human experimentation they've gone through. Uh, So just, you know, you know, I have their backs to some degree, although I can't prevent other people from experimenting on them. Um, There's just a lot of gratitude from what we've learned from them. So. Anyway, so that's a little bit of spiritual yeah. stuff right there. So let's get back into where our topic, we are, our creation cycle and our control cycle. And, yeah, um, yeah so where do we go from here? Well, um, I just have to say I didn't like working with rats either. I, I used oh to work gosh. with rats. rats yeah. I, had, I had to do, to do that. Had, yeah, I had to do experiments on drilling into their brains and cutting them up. And oh, I, I didn't like that. So that's why... I decided to work with humans. <laughs> All right. Okay, gotcha. back 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 to the the turtle. So uh if you uh, if you look at uh what organs are in each element, let's start with fire. There are actually four of them in fire and there are two in the other ones. So we can 
we can draw a vertical line right through the fire circle at the top. And then we can draw little circles inside there. And if you go inside the big circle that's inside the fire circle that makes up the outline of the differentiation between yin and yang, and you draw a little circle in, in the yin part, that's heart. So you can put a, an H in there for heart. And then on the outside of that that uh, big circle, on the inside of the fire circle, you can draw another smaller circle and label it small intestine. Okay, so there's our first yin-yang pair with heart being yin and small intestine being yang in the fire element. So those yin-yang pairs will be important for understanding how to patch later. Okay, and then if you proceed to the right of heart, draw another little circle inside the yin, draw a P in there for pericardium, that's another yin of fire. And if you go outside the yin-yang phase circle, draw another little circle in fire, and that is SJ. Draw an SJ or San Jiao in there. San means three, Jiao means energy center or heater. So three heater, triple heater, or San Jiao is all the same thing. Okay, so then we have another yin-yang pair in fire. So we actually have two yin-yang pairs in fire. Now the heart actually has three protectors. The closest protector is its yang phase or consort, which is a small intestine. And then the next closest one is a pericardium, and the next one is a sanjiao. So you can view this metaphorically as the heart being the emperor in its castle. And the heart is viewed as the emperor in traditional Chinese medicine and five-element medicine. It doesn't control, but it commands and regulates all the other phases or all the other organs and all the other elements. So the heart's a commander, and it has three protectors. It's sitting in its castle. And the walls of the castle are the small intestine. It's permeable. Small intestine is like a filter. Small intestine filters stuff going to the heart and coming from the heart. And it's like the walls of the castle have holes in it or little windows that can constrict and dilate and let things in and out. So what we're letting in is good information and nutrients, and we're letting out bad information and waste and other information that needs to come out of the heart or the castle. And in a lot of my patients, the there are blockages 
in these orifices are small intestine filters. In other words, their small intestine filters are obstructed, so they're not filtering properly, and their heart gets toxic and imbalanced because of the toxicity. And remember that toxicity is not just physical. It could also be energetic and spiritual. Okay, so um, we go further out. We look at the pericardium. That's another heart protector. So now uh, we're looking at the drawbridge to the castle. So the pericardium is like the drawbridge, and it goes up and down. And if it goes up, it'll block things coming into the heart. Like if the heart's fearful and it wants to protect itself, the pericardium will pull up and prevent things from coming in. Like if you're, you're fearful in a relationship that you're going to get hurt, you're not going to give 100% openness to the heart, and the drawbridge will be pulled up and block incoming information. On the other hand, if you're totally open, the drawbridge will be down, and the further down it goes, the more opening you have to accessing the heart. And it's a two-way street. You don't just have stuff coming in. You have or information, or frequencies. You have frequencies coming out of the heart as well. So a lot of my patients have problems with relationships, and we work the uh, drawbridge or the pericardium in that respect. Okay, last but not least, we have the outermost heart protector, and that's the Sanjiao, which is the moat. So the moat surrounds castle like um, uh, a moat in a castle with water in it uh, and usually full of dragons or crocodiles or things that will protect the castle. So you don't want to be falling into the moat and, and encountering the dragons. And in, when you're working with um, traditional Chinese medicine, Sanjiao is a water channel hence the moat, and water, quote-unquote, means hormones. Channeling water, directing water, and regulating where water goes and what it does. And hormones do that. So when we want to work hormones, we often think of using Sanjiao. Okay, I probably got into more detail there than we needed, but wanted to give well, you a Well, I just want to let those... people know that I am taking notes. So um, we're going to publish this on patchtrainingteam.com on the blog, uh, usually within 24, 48 hours. So if you're busily scribbling down notes, um, I'll try to find a picture as well. Uh, I think I purchased one forever ago, um, just showing you the five elements. Um, it's not really a turtle, but, you know, similar. Um, so you can see what Dr. Dennis is talking about. So, yeah, Dr. Dennis, um, I really liked your talk on, on the heart. Uh, before talking about these protectors, so it's a good review for me, and I just wrote all that down in the in the in the blog post as well. Awesome, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, so let's go to the child of fire, which is Earth. So now it becomes more simple, and we only have two organs in Earth, and we have 
If you draw a little circle inside the yin part, you can label that spleen. And you guessed it, the outer circle in the on phase of earth is stomach. Okay, let's go down, and we're going to go back to these and select points later so you know which ones to patch. So let's go down to metal and go into the yin phase, draw a little circle inside the yin phase of metal, and put lung in there, L-U, lung. And then draw another little circle on the outside of metal. And that will be the yang phase of metal, which is large intestine. Okay, now we transition from metal to water. So if we look at the yin phase of water, you all know it and you love it and you can't live without it. That's the kidneys. And then the yang phase of water on the outside of the big circle. So we draw a little circle inside the water on the outside of the big circle line. That is bladder, urinary bladder. And last but not least, we look at wood. Wood is a child of water. Because you all know the water makes trees grow. So wood is like the trees and water is the nurturing mother for the wood. And the yin phase of wood is liver. And the yang phase of wood is gallbladder, GB. Okay, so now if you've been following along on your turtle drawing with everything we talked about, you should have all the organs in their respective yin and yang positions written in there. Okay, so let's go through each phase, starting with earth. I like starting at earth because as I described earlier, in the old Yellow River map, it was in the center, and all the other energies had to go through Earth first. So I like starting with balancing Earth first. So starting with Earth, yin, we have spleen six. So you can put spleen six in there. For the yin point of Earth. And now this is an important point if you pardon the pun, the the yin points on the inside of the circle all go on the left side of the body and the yang points all go on the right side of the body. So you can draw at the bottom there, right in, right is yang, Yin is left. If you recall, when we're patching spleen six with a, a yin-yang pair, we will put negative patch or relatively yin patch 
on left spleen six. Okay. It's yang phase or, or component or consort stomach and stomach 36 is a really good point for that. So now we've got our first yin-yang pair spleen six and stomach 36. So you would uh, use spleen six on the left, stomach 36 on the right. You put a negative patch, like a tan patch of energy enhancer or ice wave on left spleen six and then the white patch on right stomach 36. And you've got the yin-yang pair of earth patched. So um, I like to use other patches also besides energy enhancer and ice wave, depending on what we're trying to do. So I often will use an SP6 patch as a negative patch for yin and an eon patch on the right for the yang point. And the yeah, reason that's pretty I popular. Do, the reason I do that is if I wanted to use the characteristics of those patches, like like the uh, Eon patch has a lot of anti-stress and anti-aging and antioxidant properties um, with much more frequencies for that than the uh, energy enhancer or the ice wave. And uh, the SP6 patch will also access a lot of... Um, hormone characteristics like the endorphins and uh, if I'm trying to balance a hormone system I would use that yeah yeah that's pretty popular that's right and most recently I'd be using the uh, x36 or, or I'm sorry the x39 patch the x39 as a yin patch relatively more yin and the X49 it's a more yang patch so I put the X39 on the left side if I'm going to use an X49 on the right for a yin yang pair and if I wanted to use carnosine with another YH patch the other two wide patches like the eon and the glutathione are more electropositive and have stronger yang properties and so i put the um the eon and the uh glutathione on the yang points on the right along with the carnosine on the more yin relatively more negative points on the left side of the body did you say you would use two patches on the right in this case? No, either either Eon or Glutathione, either one. Oh, okay, got it, got it. It's possible to use both. You can stack them if you want or use different points, sure. But for the sake of having a yin-yang pair, I just use one negative patch on the left and one positive patch on the right. 
I've got uh, landscaping people outside that are uh, racing pine <laughs> needles and stirring up oh my juniper goodness. dust. Oh, my goodness. All right. I got that yeah. all down, guys. I, I wrote it all up, so you'll see it on the blog. Okay, so let's go to metal. So um, if we're looking at yin-yang pair for metal, uh, we could use long seven or long nine, depending on what we're trying to do. So you can put seven or nine in there. Nine is a source point. So that's really good for overall lung issues. And seven is the uh, low point, which means a connecting point that pulls energy out of the large intestine and into the lung. So if we wanted more energy going from yang into yin, we would use lung seven as an example of why you do seven. Okay, and then for large intestine, that's a colon. That's a yang consort of the yin's lung. Uh, we could use large intestine four or 11. Now, if somebody uses their hands a lot, uh, often put the... Uh, Young patch on large intestine 11, but there are indications for each of what, when you would use each one. Large intestine 11 is more for clearing heat in the upper body, and large intestine 4 is more for pulling yang chi, excess yang chi out of the head. So if you've got a headache, that's caused by excess yang chi in the head, large intestine four would be better. But if you've got too much heat in your upper body and head, the large intestine 11 is better. Okay, so let's move from metal to water. And most people are very familiar with the, the water points, kidney three. So kidney three would be the yin point for water. And the bladder point or the yang point would be bladder 60. So it just occurred to me, should remind everybody that if you want to find point locations, you can go to yin, yin yang house.com. And click on the points tab and find the meridian of interest. And if you hover your mouse over a certain point, you'll get a panel that will appear that will give you a description of the point location. Yinyonghouse.com. The, remember, I was talking about the uh, Qigong master that I worked with to begin with, the first one I worked with. His name was Tom Tam, and his students put together this website. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that name. He's a guy. Yeah, he's he's a guy that escaped from China because of Mao was discriminating against spiritualists. Mm, right, right. Chicago masters, right? So the Chinese are tripping all over themselves these days, trying to emulate Western medicine when they actually had a more holistic and spiritually integrated medicine beforehand. And they chased their spiritual masters away who came to the U.S. and started doing that, but had an uphill battle against the the, uh, globalist uh, mindset that uh, was promoted by the Rockefellers with the Flexner Report at the turn of the 20th century so they could sell more petrochemical pharmaceuticals and promote drugs and surgery instead of integrative medicine. But we're getting back into more integrative medicine now and recognizing the spiritual components of medicine have been left out. Thanks to practitioners like Dr. Karen. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, it's, uh, it's, uh, I like to say whatever works, right? So Western medicine has its place for sure. And not everyone's at that consciousness or mindset level where they would accept energetic medicine. And I get it. I'm not trying to force it on anyone. Um, It's just whatever works, you know? And uh, so if it works for you, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it not working for you then maybe be open to other possibilities that's like what i like to say to my former patients yeah like see what shows up if it's not working try something else yeah exactly exactly yeah and i think one of the things is that uh for not just safety reasons but uh which may not be the major uh, issue of it but i think for just balancing this whole polarity thing you know this whole yin yang all this you know polarity uh, in the world is that um if you demonize the other you're really going to get that back right it's just going to be reflected back to you so i think it's really important to allow people to choose what it is they wish to choose um and just do your own thing you know like i said do what works and and maybe stop hounding people on what you think they should or should do because at the end of the day when i used to do that with my family and it was a basically ball of a, a ball of stress mm-hmm. they didn't listen to me why should they i'm a ball of stress telling them what to do ordering them you got to do this you got to eat this you got to not eat this and blah, blah 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 right but i was a ball of stress not in a happy relationship back then so why should they listen to me huh. I was like, and, no. and you went why to med they? school so you knew what was right and nobody else did yeah it's exactly how i was dr dennis i admit it <laughs> i'm like hello <laughs> I've got the credentials here. I got a bachelor of science. I did molecular biology. You know, I'm the most learned person in our entire family. Why are you not listening to me? Attitude really sucks for the other person, and it it literally pushes them away. So if that's what we're doing, we got to stop doing it. It's not helping. What's better is we live in harmony. We live in peace. We are healthy, you know, and maybe, just maybe, they'll be like, huh, I wonder what they're doing. Energetically, it creates blockages. Yeah, it does. But if you're open and accepting, you can dissipate with harmony and love the um, the negative influences other people are exposed to, and then then they will notice what's going on over in your bailiwick and 
Yeah, yeah, that's our best chance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're in water, and now we're moving to the child of water, which is wood. And the most typical wood point is liver three. And you could either use gallbladder 40 or 41. 40 is a source point. Gallbladder 40 is a source point for gallbladder. That's a really good point. But I like to use gallbladder 41 as the yang part of that pair because it's the master point for the belt channel or the daimai channel. Daimai, dai means belt, maya's channel. So the daimai is a belt channel. And the belt channel, you guessed it, goes around the waist. And it intersects all the other acupuncture meridians going up and down the body. So that master point of the belt channel can access pretty much all the other meridians, which is awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I really like that one a lot, too. And it's also because the uh, both points, the liver three and the gallbladder 41 are on the feet. I find that for people like me that like to be in my head <laughs> a lot, uh, that I find that they're very grounding for me. And, and also very good for athletic performance, just saying. <laughs> yes. Awesome. It, especially, uh, especially if you use your feet, like if you're a skater. Mm-hmm. You've, got, um, you've got gallbladder 41 right in your feet there. Yeah, very balancing. Uh, the skates are not the best piece of equipment if you know what I mean like there's they squeeze your toes it's you know not the most comfortable thing to athletically perform it but I think with the patches there it can really make a huge difference um speaking of patches uh just in case you wanted to hear this testimonial Dr. Dennis um one of my clients was two young um girls in competitive figure skating and one of the most competitive age groups or levels uh called intermediate um and it's oh my gosh there's so many girls there and then after intermediate they drop off like crazy like off a cliff like in other words there's very few people that make it past that so they're in that most competitive stage and uh, they just started using um, x39 x49 in combination and they started landing their triples in the same week they started those patches wow yes yes i told david about it he was super psyched and i saw them i saw them i skated with them on thursday and they're taller. Uh, I mean, that's not from the patches, but you know, I haven't seen them in a while, skating a while, but they look amazing. And their their jumps are so much higher. That's what I noticed for myself when I'm using the X49, X39 in combination. And, of course, I like all the other patches as well, but I just noticed I jump higher. So I have to have to be careful about the timing <laughs> when I'm skating, you know, because it, it, it takes a little longer you know, to come down. And so I have to, like, kind of recalibrate uh, that space. To, to make sure, like, I'm in the right position coming down. So, I mean, I'm only doing singles and a double attempts, but it's but it's amazing. It's like, wow, I feel like I'm floating. <laughs> wow, it's like you've got to readjust your kinesthetic awareness so you That's know where your right. body is expecting. Yep, yep, because I, I was over-rotating. I was, like, 
trying to do a single, and it was like a single and a half because I had so much more airtime. I know it's relative. I mean, when you look at me, you might go, well, that doesn't look like that impressive, Dr. Karen, but, you know, it's relative, right? So just a little bit of shift can make a huge difference. So it does take a little bit of time, and I only skate once a week, so it takes a little bit of time to recalibrate all those things to get it consistent again. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, if you do, if you skated without the patches, you'd have to take some time to relearn what the old way was. Well, there's a little bit of leftover, which is really nice, you know. So if I skip a day or whatever, and sometimes I'll do that um, with CrossFit or whatever I'm doing, and I'll just see what it's like. And, and because I've been so consistent on the patches, if I take a day where I'm, like, patchless, you know, before I go and work out or whatever, um, I often get residual positive effects because uh, the body's kind of learned a way of being, if you will. And, you know, over time, because of just regular stressors and just busyness and whatever, um, there's all these energies, like you talked about before, electromagnetic, all these different things that are weighing us down. Um, so if I don't use patches for, like, weeks or something like that, I would expect probably that, yeah, the, the benefits would be not as good as if I do it regularly uh, to offset, especially, you know, the – the uh, the energies and environment that we're in, all of us are under. Wow, that's awesome. Thanks. I wonder what would happen if you integrated uh, feathers into your um, skating uniform. <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> not not by me though. <laughs> Others, yeah. Well, for aerodynamic reasons. I don't know. I don't know. Not just for show, but in places where it would help you float and spin. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh. I know sometimes uh, when my hair is uh, too long, I actually uh, get disturbed in my spinning because it's so heavy, it pulls me out of alignment, which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> now that wow. I have short hair, it's easier, except to get, it gets in my face. But 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 it's uh, the short hair is so much easier to spin um, because it's not weighing me and pulling me out centrifugal force pulling me out wow so there's method to the madness uh yeah there is that's why a lot of girls you'll see in the intermediate uh in, in the lower aspects sorry the lower levels they actually all wear buns and you're like wow that's boring there's a reason for that because it's the most aerodynamic way to put your hair unless you're a nice dancer then you do the whole fancy long hair flowing thing but but for freestyle you because you're doing triples and doubles or whatever uh you use the bun Reminds me of these kung fu movies where the uh, female martial artist is using her hair as a whip and knocking these guys over and tying up their swords. <laughs> and... Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we go from wood to fire. Oh, let me say one more thing about liver three. While we're still in wood. Liver three is a really important point because, and it's used a lot, and that's because it's indicated for dispersing stagnant liver chi. Liver chi in our stressed out, toxic society becomes stagnant very easily. For example, Mm. uh, liver becomes stagnant you get stagnant liver chi or liver chi stagnation from statin drugs 
and also from non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, and also from a lot of toxic psychological stress, including hysterical fear porn and um, threats to one's well-being, and all that gets um, integrated in the liver, and and the liver chi becomes stagnant and that's not a good thing because stagnant liver chi can cause high blood pressure and migraines when you've got liver yang rising because the stagnant liver chi builds up like a pressure cooker inside uh, the liver energy fold. And then, then like a pressure cooker, yang rises and gets up into the head, creates headaches like a migraine and high blood pressure but it also, if you remember the arrow that goes from wood to earth, the excess liver chi from the stagnation can over control or regulate the earth so that we have liver attacking the spleen. And that's not good if you have spleen being attacked because that can cause spleen chi deficiency. And spleen is really important energetically for keeping blood in its vessels. And in terms of Asian medical physiology, if blood doesn't stay in the vessels, it is quote-unquote reckless. And reckless blood coming out of the vessels, if that happens in the brain, you get a stroke. If it happens in the heart, you get a heart attack. So liver chi stagnation increases the risk of having reckless blood not staying in the vessels. Okay, so liver liver three is a really important point for chilling people out and calming their stagnant liver chi down. So that's a really important um, point to have in a yin-yang pair. Like when you're doing a yin-yang pair rotation, even if you're just using energy enhancer patches, to use the uh, TAN energy enhancer patch on left liver three, along with the white energy enhancer patch on right gallbladder 41. I had a question, Dr. Dennis, about the um, the TAN on the left, white on the right, uh, and you said, you yeah. know, always using the yin point with the yin patch and the yang, you know, the white patch on the right side with the yang. Uh, are there any cases where you would use, again, tan on the left, white on the right, the yang point on the left and the yin point on the right? Like, would there be any cases where you would do that or, or any benefit? Yes. Um, particularly in, in rare instances of people that have reverse polarity, Mm. Uh, for example, I, I remember one case we had in our clinic in L.A., and I was demonstrating a really simple yin-yang pair using pericardium 6 and Sanjiao 5. And that normally calms the heart down because she was having anxiety attacks and palpitations or, you know, feeling the heart beating out of the chest. And that made it worse. And then I, I thought, well, maybe she's got reverse polarity. So I just switched the polarity and I put the uh, the white patch on left pericardium six 
and the tan patch on right Sanjiao 5, and all of a sudden she calmed down, like within seconds. Wow. Oh, so, so reverse polarity, and that was an example, is one instance where I would uh, reverse it. Um, another one would be in the case of blockages like pain. Pain is in, in Asian medicine is caused by blockages to the flow of chi and blood. If it's a dull pain, it's usually a chi blockage. If it's a sharp pain, it's usually a blockage because of an acute accumulation of blood, like from a trauma. Uh, so um, if you're patching for pain, like with the ice wave patches, and uh, you're using the pain area, let's say the ashi point is on the left side of the body. Normally, if it's an acute pain, you put the, the tan patch directly on the ashi point because since it's acute, it's usually excess, and you're taking the excess out or sedating it with the tan patch. And then the white one is circling around, trying to find the sweet spot where the blockage of the pain goes away. Well, the blockage could come back, and so you've got to move the white patch around. But the point is that you're putting the white patch on the left side of the body along with the tan patch to get rid of the blockage or the pain. So that's another case where I'd, I'd put an um, electropositive or a white patch on the left side of the body to, um, to help get rid of pain or a blockage if I also have a negative patch along with it. Ah, okay. If you just use the reverse polarity by itself, you're going to pull energy out of the body. You know, for for example, um, I had a distributor who's a naturopathic doctor in uh, Canada one time, and she was starting to use energy enhancer patches, and she'd already used glutathione and was familiar with just one patch. So she opens the energy enhancer envelope, and she only sees the tan patches. So she puts the tan patch on and goes about seeing patients all day, and she's mm-hmm. squaring upside, up one side and down the other at me because she's dragging <laughs> her butt all day from low energy. So she calls me at the end of the day like, what's going on? I said, did you use both patches? No, I just have the tan one on. <laughs> so yep, she didn't really all of us. <laughs> yeah, right. So oh, put the other one on. You'll find you feel much better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you it. know, it's I. That's one of the things. If I remember to do is is to tell people when you get your patches, there is a divider. You know, and sometimes I'll have them right on a Zoom call, and they're like, "There's only tan patches." And I'm like, "No, there's a divider. There are white patches on the other yeah. side." And they're like, "No, there isn't." I'm like, "I want you to open your package in front of me, and I want you to look." And they're like, "Oh." <gasps> Oh my gosh, there is. Oh, I didn't even see it, right? It's it's actually unfortunately com common. <laughs> um It's amazing but, uh, how many people don't notice that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I I have 
I'm still in conversation with Lori Berger, but, um, you know, I, I was like, you know, we revamp the brochures. I know it costs a lot of money to do that, but when we do that, can we please put both colors on both acupuncture points? I know it seems obvious, but for those people with, you know, vision issues, it's very small, you know, they, 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 let's dumb it down a bit here, guys. You know, so people realize it's on both sides. Uh, there's a white on the right, hand on the left. So even if I explain that because the brochure doesn't have it, people forget, you know, so. Yeah, like the XP, SP6 patches are electronegative, but because they're white, people assume that they're positive patches. Right. That we, I have lots of an issue with that, but, um, you know, definitely um, that would be helpful as well. Uh, to, to recolor those. Again, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars just to do that simple thing, guys. I know just to label them was $30,000, okay? So <laughs> I was like, thank you for labeling them because sometimes I'll drop, you know, the package and like, and I'd be like, there's like a bunch of them and I'd have to muscle test each one to see which one it is. Uh, but it's so great to have them labeled. Just realize that some of us think, oh, it's easy, just do this, right? Well, when you have a multi-million dollar company, you know, it's not always so easy. Um, so just be patient, guys, and, and just you know, tell people that you're working with, hey, if you're ice wave, if you got energy enhancers, there are two patches per application. I just emphasize that. Yeah. Okay. So fire, we have four different meridians. Now what do we do, Dr. Dennis? <laughs> yes. Well, before I go there, let me say one more thing about labeling patches. Just to help everybody practically, what I do when I open the package and I pull a patch out, I take an indelible marker and I write which patch it is on the rim because when I take the adhesive off the back, you're not going to be able to tell which patch it is anymore. Uh So, like, if I, I have an X39 patch and I pull it out of the package and on the rim of the patch, I take my marker and I write X39. So, if it comes off or falls off or peels off by accident, I know which patch it is. Okay. Okay. So. Good. The fire. So, we started with fire, so let's go back to it. Um, I just mentioned a minute ago when I was giving illustration about reverse polarity, the yin-yang pair in fire, which is pericardium 6, and San Jiao 5. Mm-hmm. Okay, so pericardium 6 is the inner frontier gate. San Jiao 5 is the outer frontier gate. Pericardium 6 is on the inside of the arm. San Jiao 5 is on the outside of the arm. And they're both, they're both lower connecting points. And um, they they enhance each other's energy. For example, if I'm using pericardium five, it's going to pull energy from from the um, pericardium point and and bring it into the sanjiao point. If I use I'm sorry, if I use Sanjiao 5, if I use Sanjiao 5 for that. If I use pericardium 6, it'll pull the energy the other way out of the Sanjiao channel into the pericardium. 
Okay, when would I use pericardium and sanjiao instead of heart and small intestine? Usually, I use pericardium and sanjiao for heart protector issues, and that includes emotions and psychological issues. I use heart and small intestine and fire for more mechanical and issues with normally deal with in Western medicine, like rhythm problems, mechanical heart problems, blockages, stuff like that. So last but not least, let's look at heart and small intestine. Um, the most typical point for heart is heart seven. And for send for the um small intestine would be oh small intestine four. I like that pair especially for people that have high anxiety and heart racing and not for the anxiety component so much, but for the heart racing or or too fast of a heart rate, or like they they feel the palpitations beating in their chest. If you put the tan energy enhancer patch on left heart seven and the white energy enhancer or even ice wave patch on right small intestine four, it helps calm that down. Okay, so now we've been through all of the elements, and we have yin-yang pairs in each element. And you can do yin-yang pair rotations, and uh, you'd go through a whole cycle in a week, starting with Earth. So the first day, you'd have spleen 6 and stomach 36 and Earth. The next day, you'd have... Um, lung seven and large intestine four and metal. Then you'd go to the next day having kidney three and bladder 60 and water. And the next day you can go to liver three and gallbladder 41 and wood. And then you can call that a week because you've hit all five elements when you do pericardium six and sanjiao five with it, or heart seven and small intestine four, and then take two two days off. So I go five days on and two days off. And that's that's a Fibonacci sequence also, five days on and two days off. Well, that's interesting. If somebody wanted to do heart twice because there's two different sets of yin-yang pairs, would that <laughs> throw it off? Um, it depends on their pattern. I'd just select one. I'd recommend just selecting one instead of both of them. But it depends yeah. on what their needs are. And when I say Fibonacci pattern, by five days on and two days off, that's why the week is structured the way it is. You work five days and take two days of rest. And, I got to learn uh, that one. 
I I have a book that I co-authored called Consistent Winning that describes Mm -hmm. the Fibonacci cycle and and why we do that. Yeah, it's it's out of print now, but back in the 90s, uh, I'm I'm rewriting it. Oh, nice. I can publish it again. Yeah, but right now you can find some rare copies that are out of print. Libraries have them. Uh, and it's called um, Consistent Winning. And it shows you how to peak a performance on a pre-planned day based on Fibonacci cycles and the Ooh. golden mean and the golden spiral. Oh, that's so, so everything, cool. everything in Everything in nature follows that pattern or that cycle. Uh-huh. The fee function, like like when your fingernails grow, they're not straight out; they're curved. And mm-hmm. when the heart when the heart depolarizes, it does it just doesn't send a straight vector of depolarization from the sinoatrial node to the apex. There's actually a double helical spiral where the inside core contracts counterclockwise and the outside of the heart contracts and moves counterclockwise and so you have a Merkaba set up in the field of the heart with that contraction in the spiral and that follows the fee function that makes so much sense yep yeah very cool oh yeah and the way tell us when you're republishing that definitely want to support that Okay, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, also the way the muscles contract. You know, you learn in biology in high school, well, when muscles contract, you have actin and myosin's muscle fibers sliding over each other, and they mm-hmm. pull on each other, contract the muscle. And muscle is where the actin is because that, that's where the action is. That, that's supposed to be a joke. I don't get it. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I have a spiral in my head, Dr. Dennis, and I'm trying to picture the spiral with my bicep muscle, right? I'm like, I don't see it. I well, see we're going gonna to go spiral next because all the um, myosin fibers have actin fibers in a circle around them. And there's a thread like a screw-like spiral around each one, okay. and the, recept- the receptors, when they hook onto each other, work like a ratchet mechanism and a spiral, so as the muscle contracts, these fibers actually, or myofibrils, actually rotate around each other to contract and pull the muscle together. Got it. Okay, yes. When you were saying it, this, I, yeah, I can see it. Now, Dr. Dennis, just so you know, we do have uh, 30 minutes left, and then the radio show will shut off because that's the maximum time we can record here. And okay. we do have some folks with questions, so can we get to questions? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Let's go. 
All right, great. So, guys, I wrote all this down. Um, now, keep in mind, you know, we talked uh, earlier about how you can use energy enhancer and ice wave, tan on the left, white on the right, and any of these, you know, five elements. That's the classic. And then for stress relief and hormone balancing, you can use the combo of SB6 on the left, and then um, the uh, Eon patch on the right for stem cell enhancement actions, X39 on the left, X49 on the right. And then for supporting repair and detoxification, you could do carnosine on the left left and glutathione or eon on the right so i'll put all those options there for each of the elements just kind of you know repeated those um, and you can choose any of those and it's not wrong if one day you wanted to use energy another day you want to use hormones i mean that's fine you know as long as you're doing that five days on you know dr dennis is two days off um and luckily you know the five days a week is pretty easy right so monday through friday and you yeah. can even make yourself a, a chart uh for for any of these all right, so let's get to questions. Okay, we don't have any in the um, the events. I'm just going to close those tabs and go to the radio show tab here. Uh, okay, so we have, uh, let's see, area code 360. You've got your hand up for the longest, so I'll have you, we'll unmute you, and you can ask your question. Just remember to not put oh. disease names in there. <laughs> Hi, this is I, okay, good. My name is Kristen. <clears throat> and this is the first live show I've heard. I've read some of the blogs and you guys are so wealth of information. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really excited. Sure. So I do have um a couple of questions and um one is that restless blood, would that be um bruised so easily? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Used to have um, that. So if you yep. uh if you uh, patch, I'm gonna, I would uh, like to have an appointment with you, Dr. Dennis. So you might not want to. We might want to just save it for. I'm hoping that you will take me as a as a, a patient or whatever you call your people that you help. Um, I know okay. you don't take everybody, and and so right. either you can tell me now, or we can. If you, if I can have an appointment with you, you can tell me then. Well, I can give you a little taste now, and you can see whether you okay. want to learn more. Perfect, um, perfect. Also, con- contact me on on uh, private message Facebook. And you know, I phone. did that. I did that weeks ago, and I never got that. In, I never heard from you. Okay. I'm not well, on your. Fr- I'm not your friend. <laughs> I am, on but Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I don't often look okay. at my so, friend list either. <laughs> I, I apologize for all all those people I haven't gotten back to, but. Um, I do get swamped sometimes, and it takes me a while to get to y'all. Did you again? That was about a month ago. <clears throat> yeah, do it again and remind me you were on the show today. Okay, perfect. Okay, I'm ready. I got my pen ready for your your taste of the reckless blood bruising syndrome. Okay, well, um, if you would uh, do your yin-yang pair in earth, like spleen six and stomach 36 with uh, Eon on stomach 36 on the right and um, SP6 patch on spleen six on the left. That will help with speed it. And that's also, that particular energetic configuration is like taking the herb ginseng, which is an adaptogen, and that will help your energy if it's too low or burning down if it's too high. And uh, 
Should you also, use that more um, often than Dr. Dennis? Because we do five days a week, right? Uh, should she just do that one day of the week? Or if she has this particular symptom, should she do it more than one of those five days? It, it, it wouldn't hurt uh, to to stagger it. And when, when there's a particular element like earth that I'd like to um, emphasize, what I do is, like the first day I do earth and the second day metal and then the third day I do earth and then the next day I do um, water and the next day I do earth and then switch to wood and then go back to earth and then to uh, fire. So I'd stagger the earth in between each of the other elements. So it'll take you more than five days in that case. But that's another way of rotating and also emphasizing earth. Nice. Did you get that, Kristen? Do you know what, I, what we're talking well, about? Well, I'm going to have to re-listen to it to really get it. It's a little overwhelming because, you know, I'm okay. kind of new to this. But I, I, I get the concept, and I just have to study it more and listen, and I'll get it. Yeah, um, the concept of stagger it and emphasize earth. Okay, there we go. Yeah, you stagger. just do earth every other and, and then use the five elements in between. The other five elements, I mean, the other is, four this, elements. Is this, when I go back to the replay, I'd be able to listen to this again. Is that correct? Or you'll yes, write yes, it or something? Yes, I'll also or, notes okay, for you perfect. with your name. So you'll okay, see Kristen perfect. and you'll see the name. Did perfect. you have another Can question ta- before we move on? Yes. Can you tell me the name of the Meridian site? I know you said it, but I missed it. The Where to go oh. to see the chart of the Meridians? Yes, yinyonghouse.com. House, like uh, like you live in a house, that? Is that what the word was? Yeah, yin, yin, yang, yin, house. yang, okay. got it. Y-I-N-Y-A-N-G-H-O-U-S-E. Got it, got it. Okay, great. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know if you want to go into this or not right now, but I'll just I'll give you the choice. But um, in 2016, I got a, a diagnosis, and the symptom was... Um, by a, uh, uh, I got a biopsy, and that's the only thing that I went to Western medicine. Now I'm doing alternative care, and this this symptom um, manifested in my left breast. So I've been doing a lot of protocols, and I've been using the patches for I don't know, maybe six weeks or so. But I'm sure there's a protocol using the patches for that. Well, you're talking about, um, you know, a stagnation, really, right? Because if it's a growth or something yep, like that. Blockage. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, blockage, yep. right? So, yeah, so we'll let Dr. Yep. Dennis answer that. Again, we can't treat, you know, claim to treat yep. any condition, but we can definitely help with the symptoms and, and the energetics behind that, yep. uh, which could include toxicity and all sorts of things. So, yeah, Dr. Dennis, yes, do you want to a real quick summary? There's also a lot more specific things I can tell you about your pattern in private yeah. than I can on a yeah. public show yep. where right. I, I can't I really talk about a specific disease. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I will message you again. My name is Kristen Regan. Okay. 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 Great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Fantastic. So like Dr. Karen said, the idea is to clear the stagnation and to look yep. at lifestyle choices that created the stagnation yep. in the first place. Yep. So we'd have to look and, at uh, that. Yep. Yep. There are lots of I ways agree. to do that. It's pretty easy to do. There's, there's so many ways. It's overwhelming. There's so much that out there to help us. Okay, Kristen, I'll keep thank an eye out so for you. Thank you so much. Okay, thank, thank you, thank you. 
welcome. Much gratitude. Thanks for calling in. Okay, area code uh, 315. Hi, who's this? Hello, Dr. Karen and Dr. Dennis. This is Pat. Hi, Pat. And um, how are you today, guys? Thanks so much right. for this. Now Good. I understand why Dr. Dennis recommended uh, pericardium 6. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that was on the left, and then Sanjiao 5 on the right for... Uh, yeah. I guess blood pressure, even though it's a heart protector, helps with that too. Um, yes, but there's a couple locations. Did I get that right? Say again, it's, please. Uh, Sanjiao 5 on the right and Perigardium 6 on the left. Correct. Correct. Okay. So uh, I just had a couple quick questions about locations because I can't, I've tried Yin Yang House and it doesn't work with my phone to get the specific points. But I also wondered if surrounding the dragon with glutathione might be helpful for the previous caller. Sure. Yes? Okay. That that involves, if she's still listening... The idea about surrounding the dragon, or you also call it a turtle pattern, when you're using needles is to direct the chi towards the center of the problem of the stagnation or, or the blockage. And um, the, the patches don't direct the way you're going with the needle, but when you put the patches on in a, a turtle or a dragon, uh, rotation as you're asking or describing around the Ashi area, which is a hurt area, you can direct the energy pointing towards the underneath part of it with your intention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always remembering that intention. Yes, it's hard in our busy lives sometimes to well, remember to do that. That, that uh, but that's probably that. just as important as anything, right, to keep that intention in mind when yeah. we're doing it. And I've discussed okay. this before, but let, let me say, so for everybody's benefit, that you don't just slap a patch on somebody and forget it. When you put a patch on somebody, you want to use intention and create an energy needle going through the patch that will drive the energy signature through the acupuncture meridian. And that will optimize the efficacy of the patch much better than just slapping a patch on. Thank you for that reminder. Yeah. Well, it certainly can't hurt, right? (laughs) I mean, we might as well. No. We might as well. There's nothing wrong with having a positive intention. Um, And and that being said, there can also be negative intention as well when, you know, we try to force what we think works for us on someone else. If they're very, very negative and against them, they have an ulterior reason to not get well or whatever, um, then that can in some ways nullify the ideal benefit of the patches because, after all, they can nullify anything, okay? Uh, so, you know, my mom had this belief that, uh, you know, organic food made her sick, so she got sick. 
whenever she ate wow. organic foods. And when she had uh, pesticide, herbicide-laden food, she was completely fine. So I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so that that's an example of the nocebo effect. You know, you've heard of placebo, which is um, if you think something work is working, it's going to work positively. Well, a nocebo effect is if you believe that it's not working or has negative effect, it'll do that too because your belief. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. Yeah, placebo and nocebo. A lot of people, yeah, I mean, it's funny how we just don't even talk about those kinds of things unless you're Dr. Bruce Lipton. You talk about them all the time. Uh, Pat, did you have another right. question before we move on to the next caller? Yeah, it goes in, again, with the locations, um, just three sites. I'm not familiar with small intestine four. Can you briefly describe where that is? On the side of the wrist, you know, where the on the um, ulnar side of the wrist where the little bump is or the styloid of the ulna, um, and um, you can palpate um, a depression just in front of that. That's between the ulnar stylus and the. Um, uh, carpal bones there in your wrist, on the side of the wrist. Yeah, like where the wrist crease is, but on the pinky side of the hand. Yeah, right. Correct. Right, I feel below the bone that it protrudes. It's a little sore there. Yes. Oh, well, that's good. a good then indication that. that it would be a good point because mm-hmm. I often palpate points to see if um, there's stagnation and if there's pain there or soreness. That's a good indication the point will work for you. Okay. Is there another question? Yes. Um, the next point is bladder 60. Oh, you want to know where it is? Okay. Yes, so if you look at your ankle where kidney 3 is, you go to the yes. inside of your ankle and you go towards the back of the leg between your Achilles tendon and your ankle, your medial malleolus, yeah. your ankle, there's a depression there between the ankle and the tendon. That's kidney three. Now go all the way through the leg to the other side of the leg in about the same spot right behind the outer ankle, you have bladder 60. So it's kind of opposite kidney three. Yes, on the outside of the leg. Okay. Yeah, that's not as sore. And then finally, gallbladder 41 or 40. I, I don't know where either one is. Well, they're close okay. to each other. That's well, the best part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you uh, go to the outside of the ankle, outside of the leg, and you drop down to the front like a 45-degree angle, from the ankle, you'll feel a depression in front of the ankle there. That's gallbladder 40. That's a source mm-hmm. point for gallbladder channel. And if you want to find gallbladder 41, then you uh, can dorsiflect your foot and all the tendons for your toes will pop out. So you see where the tendons are. And then just relax them and start with your index finger between your little toe and the toe next to it on the webbing and very lightly go up that tendon, along the tendon, 
and when your finger slips off to the right to the outside of that tendon at that point where it slips that's gallbladder 41 and that usually is tender Woo. yeah Woo. especially if you um have stagnation in your gallbladder channel or or the other channels that it's connected to in your feet. Okay. I'm just right. And, and Pat, if you're in the, I don't know if you're on Facebook, but in the patch training team group, you can just ask that question and folks will help give you a picture too. Might be easier than finding it on Yin Yang House if that doesn't work on your phone. Yeah, that look, reminds me a little bit of liver three, but over by the pinky. That's right. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. Okay. I, mean, the I think I've got yeah. it. Very good. Very good. All right. Thanks for your <laughs> Thank question. you very much. You're welcome. Sure. All right. And last but not least, we have area code 410. Hi. Who's this? 410. Hi, Dr. Karen. Yes. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Dr. Davis, right? Dennis. Uh, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. yeah. What's, what's Dennis. your first name? Uh, my name is Ed Milad. I follow you guys on oh, Facebook. Hey, and uh, Yeah, I met you at the convention. Thank you so yeah. much. You are a wealth of information. I really appreciate all your all that you're doing for the, the team and the community. I have a practitioner that asked me a question. Um, if there is any contraindications uh, using the patches. I know this is off topic. I really appreciate the topic that you talked about today, but I wanted to give her a good answer. Yeah, it's called pregnancy. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's, it's, it, it depends whether you want the corporate answer or you want what we do as clinicians, and so you just have to be able to counsel that person appropriately to to differentiate the two, right? So. Okay. Yeah, so I, you know, um, like Dr. Dennis was mentioning, you could just let them know. Says, well, you know, um, as with many things, um, they haven't done studies in young children or in pregnant or nursing women. Um, that being said, right. you know, there are many practitioners out there that would much rather use patches, um, you know, for varying pregnancy symptoms rather than medications. So it kind of depends on you know, what's going on. There are certain acoins that we would avoid just to be on the safe side for people who are pregnant and not wanting to have, you know, uh, um, an early, <laughs> you know, an early birth. Uh, sure. For example, spleen six, large intestine four, we would kind of, um, and, and, and points on the belly, although, you know, it's all relative, but um, like, you know, lower belly, sometimes people will avoid those uh, during pregnancy, but I mm-hmm. have used, you can say Dr. Karen, you know, somebody I know with acupuncture's MD, she's very successfully used, you know, patches on pericardium six, for example, energy enhancers on pregnant women, much preferred to using, you know, the medications that she would otherwise prescribe. Right. At least it doesn't go into the placenta and so on and so forth. But you, so what, what you do in this case is you say, you know, what corporate does, right, and what they recommend based on their studies, so they know it's not study proof, but then you can give an anecdote about someone like myself or Dr. Dennis, like a practitioner, who does use it in this case, but just so they know it's kind of anecdotal. Um, right. So that's that's one piece. Now, there are some patches, uh, Dr. Dennis, I think that 
uh, David mentioned to caution, or not caution, but like to not use during chemotherapy or cancer therapies, and that was X39 and glutathione. Now, if those of you are, if you're on the chat, that's different, let me know, but my memory of it is that, and uh, it's not necessarily that it would do harm per se, but it's sort of like if somebody's taking chemo and if they are um, doing radiation, they're trying to literally toxify the body to kill the cancer, right? So why would you use a patch that would cancel that effect? Yeah, like why would you right, use a detoxification patch when they're doing glutathione chemo? Glutathione like is an sick. antioxidant. Glutathione is a powerful antioxidant, and chemo is oxidant. So right. chemo is damaging tissue, and glutathione is repairing it. Same thing with X39. Right. X39 proliferates stem cells and repairs tissue, which is the opposite effect mm-hmm. you're trying to get with the chemo. Sure. This is a lot of um, great information. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate you guys' time taking it to answer me. Thank you so, so yeah. much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I don't uh, think I have any other contraindications um, other than, like, a, a soft one, which we talked about earlier, you know, is, is not trying to push something on someone. There was somebody that on my team that contacted me um, kind of urgently because there was a friend or a family member, I can't remember who, um, who, you know, whose um, significant other was uh, suddenly uh, diagnosed with uh, florid, you know, liver cancer. You know, there's a lot of florid cancers being suddenly diagnosed these days. I'm not going to go further into why that is, but anyway, so here's the thing. It's like she wanted my urgent help, and I said, I, you know, I don't know this person. You want me to talk to their doctor? You know, I don't know, you know, who this doctor is. This person is not my patient, right? What have they already recommended? I, so I'm like, I, I am so busy. I want to work with people who are on the same page as me, right? Otherwise, it's going to waste my time and waste theirs. Yeah, exactly. Just, right. Yep. And sure yep. enough, it turns out that this guy who's supposedly dying of liver cancer um, is not open, not open to alternatives, mm. has not been open to alternatives. And, you mm. know, the loved ones, understandably, are trying to kind of like push them and egg them on to like, just try the patches, just try the patches, right? And I'm like, I'm not into rescuing at this point. So to me, that's a soft contraindication <laughs> to like, mm. you know, uh, advising someone that because they're not ready, they're not in that place. And, and that's fine. There's nothing bad or wrong with that. But it's 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 a lot of wasted energy to do that, and uh, and at the same time, I understand the loved ones really wanting to make a difference. And at that point, you know, it may not it, it may be a moot issue. Um, you, you can't yeah, save somebody I, overnight. I agree, Doctor Karen. You can't save everybody, and if they're not open to it, just move on. And intention has a lot to do with it too, um, which is something that you just brought up um, at the end of the conversation. That that means a lot, you know, to, to be able to um, figure the intention while you're using it. When I've, I've tried it in, in family members that had totally negative about it and the patches didn't work because of the negativism. I mean, it's like... Yeah, there's energy attached to that negativism. I mean, that causes blockages. And, and sometimes on a soul level, who are we to even question? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we can't know for sure what that person wants to do on a soul level. Some people actually are like, mm-hmm. I'm done. It's the end of my contract here on earth. So I'm mm-hmm. going to go now. And mm-hmm. there's nothing that another person can do to prevent it because they, they're yep. done uh, and they want to leave. Right. And who are we to say that they should stay? So, 
I mean, that's getting pretty deep, but I think you know what I'm talking about, right? And <laughs> yes, I appreciate it so much. As a faculty, yes, I do know that very well. Mm, yeah, like well, so great to life. see you, hear you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Dr. Dennis, uh, so, so much. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. You guys are great. Welcome. Sure. My pleasure. You still there, Dr. Karen? Oh, my gosh. We have seven minutes to spare. Can you believe it? I had myself muted. Sorry. <laughs> okay. um, so thank you so much, uh, Ed, and everyone uh, for calling in. Dr. Dennis, do you want any last words, advice, things like that that you want to share before we say goodbye? Um, well, I'd like to remind everybody you're, you're welcome to visit our HealthWise Clinic, which meets on in our Zoom room once a month, the third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Arizona time. And um, if you, uh, you can contact, um, I think Dr. Karen has our HealthWise Clinic flyer on her website. So if you look at that, you'll get the information about how to get into the Zoom room. And I'll send you an updated one with our new time. Fantastic. That's great. Yep. So we'll we'll post the, the, the time in there and then we'll post the, the link that you can download the flyer as well, guys, when, when we uh, post the blog. Yeah, that's awesome. great. Oh, good. Yeah. And I just um, messaged you, Dr. Dan, just to remind you on Messenger to send that over whenever it's done. Uh, it's okay, always good. a great yeah, great pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for, for giving us in detail uh, the Five Elements Protocol. Now that we're going to have it on the blog, woohoo! so I can refer people to it. And, guys, um, if I do okay. not have a photo that I bought from here, I will try to find you one um, that will give you a visual as well of the Five Elements in case you're brand new and our, this is brand new to you and it, it and it, it's a little bit like Greek. Um, so we have that visual. But Dr. Dennis did a great job in describing it all very, very, uh, you know, detailed and thorough and I put all the points on the blog post so just look out for that if you want to uh, subscribe to the blog just go to patstrainingteam.com and uh, you can also subscribe to my newsletter as well because we announce these shows uh, every uh, month beforehand and uh, so you'll, you will have a heads up on that as well as the link if you want to get in the queue uh, to get your question answered in the two hours that we have together um, you can actually put that right on the Facebook event and we will do your question first. That's how it goes. All right. Thanks again, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Dennis. Looking forward to next month when we do Q&A. Thank you, Dr. Karen. Thank you, everybody. Have a good month. Bye, everyone.